blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen, Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Starting with our friends at the Federal Reserve Board. First up from Tyler Durden at Zero Hedge comes this headline just spotted in front of the New York Fed. And the article starts off with the, uh, well, it's mostly just three pictures and a little captions underneath the pictures. It says, the shredders are back, and this time they're joined by a friend, a van belonging to a professional demolition and dismantling service, which incidentally is parked right in front of the New York Fed's master cargo door, which, among other places, leads to the New York Fed's gold vault. Hmm, and I thought to myself, now... What's this about? Destroying evidence. That was my first thought. Does that sound right to you, Renegade Nation? Well, then I ran across the Fulford Report. Always an interesting read. And I don't always outright believe everything Fulford says because he often quotes intelligence sources or Pentagon sources, etc., which are difficult if not impossible to verify and can often contain misinformation and disinformation. But what Fulford said about this incident in front of the Fed uh, in New York is interesting and it rings as plausibly true to me. Certainly makes sense of the picture shot outside the New York Federal Reserve Building under cover of darkness. You want to see these pictures and everything else I talked from? The links are on my Connecting the Dots page. But this is uh, what Fulford said. Documents leaked by U.S. government personnel reveal in detail how the owners of the Federal Reserve Board created the 2008 Lehman Crisis as a way to steal vast sums from the people of the planet. And with the docu- what his, when you read on in his report, Fulford's report, uh, he revealed that it had to do with this guy in Indonesia, who is obviously an agent for the banking cartels, um, but he used 700 tons of gold that originally belonged to former Indonesian President Sukarno uh, to back a U.S. $500 billion bond issue, which was then magically transformed into 750,000 tons of gold-backed certificates. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank then took the gold back certificates and sent the rights to the gold to the Royal Bank of Scotland with payments going to HSBC Holdings before the gold ended up at the Federal Reserve Board, who then transformed the gold into dollars in a sort of reverse alchemy. The $23 trillion thus magically created were used by the owners of the Federal Reserve Board to buy up the cheap assets around the world whose value had crashed because of the engineered Lehman stock crash. My God. Anna Von Reitz was asked for her comments on the Fulford Report, and this was part of her reply, just a few short paragraphs. It means that the Federal Reserve was involved in a gigantic counterfeiting scheme and that the United States Army, for reasons unknown, but which we can guess, standing around letting the Federal Reserve shred the evidence. 
A little further down, she says also this. What the Fed did this time was outright crime, far, far, far in excess of any chronic inflationary gambit. This is one gigantic bite worth the entire United States national debt plus interest. And by doing it, the Federal Reserve cheated everyone everywhere who was holding Federal Reserve notes by devaluing them and flooding the world market with worthless counterfeit paper. Most likely they did this to make up for the missing national credit owed to the American people, which these same banks siphoned off as abandoned funds over the years in exchange for other international currencies. They had to expand the currency in circulation to hide the fact that our national credit was stolen and that it is still owed to us. Most people don't understand the Fed financial system. It's a credit debit ledger system. For every debit, there is a credit. In other words, we have a national debt of say 23 trillion. Whatever the true amount is depends on who's explaining the debt. Before that debt, there is a corresponding credit, which is, as Anna says, siphoned off. But the credit belongs to we, the people. If you want to understand more, like I always say, get the ebook written by Anna and her husband from my Everly page, and also go to AnnaVonWrites.com and read the almost 400 posts and growing, always growing, that talks into all this stuff. It's factual information that everyone needs to know and understand if we want to take down the massive Ponzi scheme that is our system, our corporatocracy. If you don't know what the problem is, you can't fix it, Renegade Nation. Okay, going back to Fulford's report, and this is interesting because I've been reading about this new financial system that's been in the works for years. Once again, hard to verify, but the system currently in place is unsustainable and is teetering right now big time. It's full of so much criminality and fraud and, well, you name it, it's a rigged game that 1% enjoys, but it's destroying the fabric of the world. So, Fulford is talking into this new financial system, which will be launching soon, he says, based on the fact, and this is true, this is verifiable, that the Chinese Yuan entered the special drawing rights basket of the IMF as of October 1st, earlier this week. And if you're unfamiliar, it is a grouping of select countries' currencies that are pegged as reserve currencies internationally. Those countries are the US, the EU, Russia, India, Japan, and now China just joined. So I'm reading now from Fulford. The Pentagon, meanwhile, has released more details about the new financial system which will replace the fraudulent and defunct Federal Reserve Board, possibly as early as this month. The voting rights in the new system will be allocated as follows. And then he goes on and names these six currencies. China has about 20%, United States about 18%, and so on down the line, to Japan being the smallest percentage. These are the same proportions as the carbon rights issued by the COP21 agreement, which is the climate change summit that they had in Paris recently, which was more about the new financial system than it was about carbon. The agreement will become law when 55 countries accounting for at least 55% of the global carbon emissions ratify. That threshold will be passed when the EU ratifies, which their government promises to do by the end of this month. The new October fiscal year coincides with the Jewish New Year, China's National Day, and the collapse of Deutsche Bank as the yuan becomes a gold-backed convertible international reserve currency in the new financial system. 
This is what is really behind the official inclusion starting on October 1st of the Chinese yuan into the IMF's SDR currency basket. And you know, Renegade Nation, I talked about this back in August. It was when uh, I was uh, telling you about the upcoming G20 summit in early September. And I speculated that maybe China and or Russia would announce that they were backing their currencies with gold and other assets. My speculation was a bit premature then, but if Fulford is correct here, and I do believe he just may very well be, this will cause Deutsche Bank to fall with the dominoes tipping over bank after bank throughout Europe and the US, which is a very real possibility. Now, I'm not a financial expert or someone who really understands how the current economic system works. I just know that it's a rigged system full of manipulation and criminality that only serves itself, once again, unsustainable to the world. It has to be eradicated. Hopefully it will not create too much chaos in its wake. But Renegade Nation, it is not something I fear, but we'll celebrate when it happens because you cannot build a new system on top of a foundation so corrupt. That's like putting a band-aid on cancer. Okay, there's certainly some stuff to chew on here, Renegade Nation. I'm taking a break here. When I come back, I'm going to speak into the latest goings-on in Syria. The U.S. and its allies are playing quite the dangerous circus over there of late. Before our break, I just want to remind you, though, Renegade Nation, have you checked out Renegade Match yet? It's the best dating site in the world. Renegade Match has live chat webcam, text, voice, and video. If you're looking for your next love... Perhaps friends with benefits or long-term relationship or you're looking for that special someone to marry? Go and check out Renegade Match at www.renegadematch.com. I'm Everly Isby, connecting the dots on Renegade Talk Radio. Be right back. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE69 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE69 at adamandeve.com. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello once again, Renegade Nation. This is Everly Isby, back with you, connecting dots right here on Renegade Talk Radio. I want to talk briefly into the uh, ongoing saga in Syria. I can't tell you how ridiculous the U.S. and its allies are looking and acting these days. The criminal actions perpetrated by U.S., Israel, Saudi Arabia, and other allies like Britain and France caught red-handed and then pointing their fingers always back at Russia and Syria, claiming the responsibility is them, not us. 
It would be laughable if it wasn't such a dangerous game to be playing. If you haven't heard, the State Department says the U.S. is suspending bilateral contacts with Russia over Syria, and the U.S. is withdrawing its personnel that it had dispatched to take part in the creation of a joint U.S.-Russia center. And I have to take issue with some of the rhetoric coming out of the State, State Department regarding this. For example, State Department spokesman John Kirby said, uh, referring to the truce agreed by the U.S. and Russia on the 9th of September, which collapsed in less than a week after Bashar al-Assad's government forces declared that they were no longer bound by it. Now, that's a really self-interested way to word that. Of course, Assad said he was no longer bound by the ceasefire after the U.S. attacked the Syrian government's ground forces, killing over 60 and wounding over 100. And then, Kirby said, Russia had failed to live up to its own commitments and failed to rein in its ally, Assad's regime in Damascus. It's not his regime, it's a legitimate government. Do you see the bullshit in these remarks by the U.S. State Department? Rein in Assad's regime? It's Assad's country, and he's president of it, and he's defending it against the assorted players funded and controlled, coordinated by U.S., Saudi Arabia, Britain, France, Israel, etc., who illegally fomented this fake civil war. It never was a civil war. Just another attempt to destroy a popular and democratically elected government that won't play ball and be a U.S. puppet. So Russia's had it up to here with the uh, shenanigans of the U.S. and its allies. Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov says it is pointless to negotiate with the U.S. after the U.S. military broke the ceasefire with an air raid attack on Syrian government troops who were seriously making a dent in the al-Nusra, ISIS, you name it, terrorist forces. I mean, seriously, I just can't keep up with all their names. Can you, renegade nation? Lavrov also asked the serious question, who is in control, the White House or the Pentagon? Russia, at the UN Security Council meeting last week, took any ceasefire agreements off the table and hit an intelligence hub in a mountain cave with cruise missiles that killed at least 30 allied agents of US, Saudi, Israeli, and other assorted advisors who were coordinating the rebel forces. This should be absolutely crystal clear to anyone with half a brain that the US and its allies refuse to take part in eradicating terrorism while mouthing all the time that they definitely are, oh, yes, our main priority is to rid the world of terrorism. That's why we created the war on terror. Mm Mm-hmm. I was so very glad all this happened because it showed their bullshit lying propaganda for what it truly is. Russia was just handed the moral, diplomatic, and strategic superiority in the eyes of the world and the UN Security Council, which it so rightly deserves. U.S. State Department's announcements are clearly a spoiled, bully child's response who can't play nice in the sandbox, throwing a tantrum and saying, I'm not playing with you anymore. You won't let me have all the toys. What's what's yours is mine, and what's mine is mine. (laughs) So, the U.S. has now suspended diplomatic relations with Russia over Syria because its mandate is not to eradicate terror. New is promoting it so that it can topple Assad's government and destroy the country. That is 
crystal clear now, isn't it, my friends? For the record, and at a political level, it is important to repeat the following here. One, the U.S. presence in Syria, all of it, is completely illegal and has no U.N. Security Council mandate. And two, any and all U.S. military operations in Syria are also completely illegal. What else? Oh, yes. Also on Monday, Vladimir Putin announced that Moscow was pulling out of a plutonium cleanup accord signed in 2000 with the U.S., with, under which both countries were supposed to reduce their stocks of weapons-grade plutonium. Putin had complained earlier this year that the U.S. had not been keeping its end of the bargain up after work fell behind on a plant that had been designed to convert U.S. plutonium to fuel for nuclear power stations. However, announcing his decision yesterday, the Kremlin blamed, quote, unfriendly acts, unquote, by the U.S. And that's another thing. <clears throat> All these decades, the U.S. has been stockpiling spent uranium, whether it's from nuclear power plants or munitions, stockpiling it. It's just all sitting around there, maybe leaking, we don't know, right? When it could be utilized by recycling it. Logical, isn't it? <laughs> Russia makes a deal with the U.S. to jointly accomplish this logical step, and the U.S. just can't seem to carry out the agreement. Do you wonder why? I wonder why. Why, Renegade Nation? Could it possibly be that the U.S. Incorporated and its subsidiaries and franchises, the various federal agencies and state and county governments and their agencies, are private foreign-owned corporations that are only interested in profits? And since those directing those corporations, in other words, the banksters, have no real liability, let alone accountability to the people, no, 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 that is a conflict of interest to sacrifice profit in the expense of cleaning up what would be in the interest of the people and the whole world in general? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it, renegade nation. But I digress. Uh, what was also said by Moscow in regards to this plutonium recycling agreement, he said, as conditions for returning to the treaty, Moscow said the U.S. would have to lift sanctions imposed, by the way, illegally, on Russia for its intervention in the Ukraine, pay compensation for those sanctions, and to reduce U.S. troop presence in Eastern Europe to its level in 2000. Go on with your bad self, Russia. Mm-hmm. But you know... I have something to say about that part about the sanctions imposed by the U.S. on Russia for its intervention in the Ukraine. The only thing close to intervention by Russia was accepting the almost unanimous vote by Ukraine's Crimea region that requested coming back to Russia. And Putin took that majority consensus and integrated Crimea back to Russia. That's all Russia did. Crimea, by the way, has always historically been a part of Russia, way before the Soviet Union days of the 20th century. Hundreds of years, Crimea was part of Russia. It only got turned over to the Ukraine back in the 1950s by Khrushchev, a unilateral decision on Khrushchev's part, perhaps because he was from the Ukraine himself, maybe he thought it'd be a nice addition to his home state, I don't know. 
Crimea also is a very strategic region for Russia. It's got a major naval base there on the Black Sea. So, of course, Putin annexed the Ukraine, and rightly so. Crimea cried out for it, and Putin obliged because it was the correct it was to correct a wrong done in Khrushchev's reign in the former Soviet Union days. What's the big whoop-de-doo? Russia regained strategic territory rightly belonging to it. Putin did not send troops or military hardware into the Ukraine, although the U.S. says that it did, without providing proof. Yes, there were Russian tanks in the Ukraine, but that was the Ukraine's hardware. They're a former Soviet satellite. As you know, the U.S. funded the coup d'etat, installed a Nazi regime in the Ukraine, and Russia took back integral territory at the almost unanimous referendum of the Crimean people. In the name of fair play, renegade nation, I have to say, hear, hear, Russia, and end with a final quote from Gump. And that's all I have to say about that. This is Everly Isby on Renegade Talk Radio, going into a break here. And I just want to ask you, Renegade Nation, are you looking to enhance your love life? Click on Renegade's link to Adam and Eve. Here's the deal. You get 50% off any item, three free DVDs, free shipping, and a free gift from Renegade Talk Radio. What's better than that? When you go to the checkout, just put in the offer code BABE69. This is Everly Isby connecting the dots, and this is Renegade Talk Radio. Be right back. Do you want to launch your dream business and avoid a nightmare? Starting and growing a business can be risky. Learn from serial entrepreneur Heather Havenwood. Join her weekly on Renegade Talk Radio with her show, The Win. How to win as an entrepreneur. Business ownership can be a dream or a nightmare. Avoid the pitfalls from a veteran entrepreneur, Heather Havenwood, from bankruptcy to financial freedom. Join Heather Weekly on The Win, here on Renegade Nation. Blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Oh, fuck Hello, Renegade Nation. It's Everly connecting the dots here on Renegade Talk Radio. I'm going to stay on point to the developments happening between the U.S. and Russia because this is getting very serious. In short, we have to look at these provocations by the U.S. and its allies to set the stage for going to war with Russia, which literally means World War III. What's at the bottom of all this? Money. Follow the money. The Western world has been the prominent player in the realms of world dominion for hundreds of years. It's set up a system which has banking cartels owning and controlling all of the governing systems in the U.S. and Europe. The financial system is based on fraud, Ponzi schemes, manipulation of markets, and so on. It is a criminal syndicate of such mass proportions that it has no historical precedent. Renegade Nation. It's based on pure greed, parasitical in nature, like the tapeworm eating at its host, which is we, the people. We are the host. The financial system in the Western world is unsustainable and cannot continue. The BRICS alliance and their growing dominance economically in regards to world trade and influence is a threat that they cannot gain control over. 
In order to prime the pump and invigorate the crumbling system in the Western Hemisphere, they are doing what they've always done. Make war. The big money maker. Actually, that is probably why Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, asked the question after the U.S. broke the Syrian ceasefire. Who is in control in the U.S., the White House or the Pentagon? Good question. As President Eisenhower said in his farewell speech to the nation back in, back in 1961, in part, quote, In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. He also said we must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. It was part of his speech there. Very powerful warning on his part. And America, uh, he gave that warning to America and the world uh, in regards to the unprecedented rise of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry, which was new to the American experience at that time. We can all see that no one much paid attention to Eisenhower's warning. Look at what has gone on since that speech. A consistent and general decline in the quality of life, not only in America, but around the world, and perpetual war that's accelerated as each decade went by. Since 9-11, America and its allies have taken us into country after country without provocation and destroying everything in its wake. Once again, Follow the money because that is the bottom line of what is controlling us all. You know, this reminds me also of a quote by Thomas Jefferson. And he said, this is a famous one, quote, If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks and corporations that will grow up around them will deprive the people of all their property, until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. I believe that banking institutions are more dangerous to our liberties than standing armies. The issuing power should be taken from the banks and restored to the people to whom it properly belongs." Unquote. And as always, it comes back to that loop I talked about that works for the system and those that control it, but not for the people. The corporate commercial interests pay the governments, who pays the military to protect the commercial corporate interests and the governments. We have no influence over this loop. And here's another connect the dot in the follow the money meme. According to NORAD, during the period 2007 to 2015, Norway sent $584 million to the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> Here we go. Once again, for the next three years, they promised them a further $92 million. So, that was before, during, and after Hillary's term as Secretary of State. The donation bought Jens Stoltenberg of Norway a position as the head of NATO in October 1st, 2014. Obama was given the 2009 Nobel Peace Prize for absolutely nothing. The official announcement on October 9th 2009 cited Obama's promotion of nuclear non-proliferation and a new climate in international relations, especially in reaching out to the Muslim world. Well, that's just bullshit. Regarding nuclear non-proliferation, there has been a slight reduction in nuclear warheads, but 
In actuality, the weapon systems are being modernized and better focused for targeting. Under Obama's administration, he has restarted the Cold War with Russia and most certainly not created peace in the Middle East or to the Muslim world. In the article I'm talking about, this uh, bit of info came from uh, Armstrong Economics. And he goes on to say that this ties into the destroyed emails on Hillary's private server. It's been revealed that Obama emailed Hillary using a fake name to communicate with Hillary on her private server. So this would be all beyond the Freedom of Information Act. Using a fake name proves, one, he knew what she was doing, and two, it may be the smoking gun that his part, he is a part of this whole mess. It's a very interesting and revealing article that I just only just touched on. I'm trying to arouse your curiosity, Renegade Nation. Check it out on my Connecting the Dot page. I'll provide the link. Okay, Renegade Nation, let's sum up the dots here. I'll try to think of everything, but there's just too much to cover here. I'll give it a shot, though. We have the Federal Reserve in New York destroying the evidence of their engineering of the Lehman crash of 2008 and the illicit, illicit gold transfers and payoffs within the banking system from J.P. Morgan Chase, the Royal Bank of Scotland, HSBC, and back to the Federal Reserve in New York to create counterfeit money so that they could go buy up all the corporations and other assets that could be bought for pennies on the dollar after the Lehman's engineered demise. We have the same Western criminal banking syndicate that is crumbling and teetering under the weight of its unsustainable fiat debt system, which is designed to rape, pillage, and plunder. But there is evidence of a new banking system waiting in the wings. Jump started with China's currency having just been introduced into the IMF's special drawing rights basket of international reserve currencies. But we're not being told much about it. It's being worked out behind closed doors. We've got the U.S. and its allies who've been illegally invading and destroying country after country post the engineered 9-11 catastrophe to ramp up their money-making criminal syndicate with its eye on world dominance and control. We have the restart of the Cold War with NATO advancing its military bases throughout Eastern Europe and right up against Russia's borders. We have the U.S. and its allies caught red-handed, breaking the ceasefire in Syria, then lying about it all and blaming Russia and Syria for its criminal acts in order to provoke Russia into a potential World War III. Then we have the Clinton syndicate, Hillary's destroyed emails, once again destroying evidence from her private server during and after her term as Secretary of State, which is treasonous conflict of interest and breach of national security, which points to the donations from foreign powers to the Clinton Foundation in its pay-to-play and money laundering schemes and the implication of the Obama administration's involvement. There's more to say here, but I think that's enough for now. What do you think, Renegade Nation? I can only hope and pray that calmer heads will prevail over the next weeks and months, that there are enough people within the realms of influence and power to reign in this monster that has been put into play. It cannot go on this way. All I can say is that push is coming to shove here, Renegade Nation. Something's gotta give. Once again, 
Please, Renegade Nation, do what you must do to protect yourself and your loved ones. Have enough food and water stock to get you through at least a couple of weeks. Have enough cash on hand as well. Minimize your risk with any banks you do business with and stay calm and level-headed. Reach out to friends and loved ones and with this information and work together to ensure you're as safe as you possibly can manage. This is Everly Isby, connecting the dots on Renegade Talk Radio. I'll be back in the next few days with more news information. There is so much happening, it's hard to keep up with it all. By the way, I just wanted to ask, have you checked out Sky Pilot here on Renegade Talk Radio? It is great rock from the 60s through the 80s, the greatest years of rock and roll, in my humble opinion. It lifts your spirits up. Just what we all need as we contemplate what's going down right now, Renegade Nation. And by the way, thanks for listening.